For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This edition of KDHL's AM Minnesota. We have Diana Kelly with us. She's with Infants Remembered in Silence. They have a sunflower memorial garden that is out of this world. It is awesome. I was up there last week. Unfortunately, uh, Diana, I know you were a little under the weather and could not make it. But, man, that is an awesome place. It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's phenomenal is what it is. It's about five acres there. Is that right? five acres of land. Sunflowers are supposed to be six feet tall. And they are, as of yesterday, anywhere from four feet to six inches. Yeah. Plain little six-inch sunflowers that are blooming as well. Yeah. I was reading the sunflowers actually get up to 15 feet high. Oh, wow. I've seen them that high. I never have. That's huge. Yep. My, uh, I was telling you before you hit the airways, my grandmother in southern Iowa used to plant a vegetable garden, you know, and did canning and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the back of her garden, she always had a row of sunflowers. It'd be very pretty. It's kind of like a natural fence. Mm-hmm. And I never, lots of animals and all kinds of things that come into it. Yeah, never understood exactly why she did that, but I was reading, doing a little research on sunflowers, and uh, it says they are heat tolerant, they're resistant to pests, they're of course attracted to pollinators, and their seeds are food for some birds. Mm-hmm. So multiple uses, sunflowers. Absolutely. They also attract the deer. And humans like the sunflower they're, seeds they're, too, right? They're good. Sunflower seeds. So why the sunflower, though, for what you guys are doing? Well, it started out about four years ago when Johnny Fish was doing sunflower fields across Minnesota. And it was something that we had some parents who wanted to do it. And we worked hard on trying to get it to happen, and we didn't make it come to fruition. But it's something that the sunflowers last for a long time, and they're so pretty to look at. And people just like to go into the gardens and and just use it as a memorial area, and it, it really seems to work very, very well. And you folks had a butterfly release that day. We it was did. It was we awesome. Did. The butterfly release was pretty spectacular. I didn't realize before, I guess I didn't pay any attention, silly me. I mean, I've been to other butterfly releases, but I didn't pay as much attention, I guess. The butterfly, when you open the envelope, just sat there for a while. Uh-huh. Before it flew off because it needed to get that ultraviolet in its wings to give it the energy to fly. Right. It needs to pump up its wings and be able to move. And you can hear them scratching around inside the papers when you, when you yeah. first get them. They're pretty cool to do. And some of them would uh, jump off the envelope, go down on the ground, and stay down there for a while because they're trying to gather up enough energy. Mm-hmm. So I was telling people to be careful now when they were walking by the butterflies on the ground. Oh, yeah. The, the next day there was still a lot of butterflies out there on the ground and hanging out right where the release was done at. And there were... They just take a while sometimes to take off. Yeah. They'll hang on people's clothes for a while, and they're, <laughs> they're fun. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, they're pretty docile, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They don't bite or anything? No, nope, they're pretty mellow. And the whole atmosphere was kind of laid back. It was awesome. Yeah, it's very peaceful out there. 
even with uh, doing a formal event like that, because that was the dedication and the butterfly release together. And it's amazing to see how how calm and how respectful people are about coming out there. And I mean, it's been absolutely unbelievable. We were worried about having to pick up a lot of trash so far, knock on wood. We've had no trash to pick up. We haven't had any lost and found items. Everybody has been very respectful about kind of keeping track if there's other people there, but you can go out and walk around five acres and not have anybody else there. Do you remember the address? Uh, 1389 West or East Division Street. This is the upper parking lot behind uh, Pleasant View Estates. Yep. Yep. So I would highly recommend going there, folks, because it would, uh, it's just nice to, they got paths in there that you walk on. Make sure you stay on the paths, too. Yeah. The flowers are kind of fragile just because they are so, so small. So we try and get people to stay on the path, and we haven't really had a huge problem with that either. People are very respectful of it. Well, I'd hope for. Who put up the love up there? That was awesome. Uh, That was Han who did that. Han Fuchs-Aldrich was the one who, everybody who was on the committee, if you had a section that you were passionate about, then you took over that section. That was your baby. And Han had that all taken care of, and then we had a bunch of different people that came in and helped put it up, and... It, it's been put back up a couple times because of the storms and stuff that have come through. The, some of the different letters have tipped over, so we've had to go back and redo it, but it's, it's really cool. That's perfect for it that is. sunflower garden. For is. your purpose, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very fitting. We see pictures of it all over Facebook, so that's kind of neat to see them from all over the different parts of the state where people have Well, and what it's there. built out of, too, is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah it's a straw, and there's some metal, and there's a tire, and just some wood. Yeah, just some... And twine. Just the things, right? Yeah, just things you had. They found it in somebody's pile of stuff out on a farm. So all the treasures. It is awesome. Now, this is not a fundraiser. No, it is not. Sunflower. Nope. No, garden. Not a fundraiser. It's just some an event where you can go and walk through the garden, and there's nothing expected in return. Is the grease board still there where you have messages? Yes. Yep. And that's getting pretty a lot of names on it. I'll bet. I was out there yesterday, and there were probably six or seven other families there at the same time. You know, so. what touched me is some young lady wrote a note to her sister, mm-hmm. would-be sister. And, and I, I found that very touching. Yeah, you know, when you have somebody who dies, you have a baby that dies, it affects your whole family. Everyone in your family is touched by it in some aspect or another. And so for her to be able to have that opportunity is huge, absolutely huge. I bet it is not, rather... Yeah. Uh, I'll bet a uh, psychiatrist, psychiatrist or something would probably tell you that's good for the soul. Absolutely, so it's good for the soul. Absolutely. And he, you can still do it there. You don't have to sign your name or anything else. And that's the part that makes it kind of a beautiful thing. You can I still do it anonymously. wish it would have been there for my mom because I remember my mom saying, especially toward the end of her life, she missed not having a sister. She had a sister, what would have been an older sister that was born, stillborn. Mm-hmm. And she talked about her a lot. A lot, yeah. It had a huge impact on her life. Obviously. Uh-huh. It's amazing to see the people who come out there and the different ages of everyone. I mean, you'll have little kids who are writing their sibling's name on the board. And then you'll also have women who were, um, there were some women out there late yesterday afternoon who were in their 80s who were writing their baby's names on there too. So, I mean, it's, it's huge to see the, the big wide range in ages of people who are still thinking about those children. Yeah. And back in those, we're talking the early 20s. They, Things were you, done differently. Yeah, you were, you didn't get to see your baby probably. If they were born in a hospital, probably not. If you were born at home, you would have. But that would have been different then too. Right. But they still were told by the doctors to, 
just bury the baby. She doesn't need to be there for the service. She doesn't need to be you know, reminded about it. Don't talk about it. Women's minds are such that they will not remember a child that has passed away. I want to come meet the guy who said that first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Let's get that opening mark report. Service of your KDHL Agri Boosters. And then we are going to talk about a fundraiser that's coming up, I think, this weekend. We'll get the details. Our opening market report is the service of Northland Buildings for quality post-frame construction. Go to northlandbuildings.com. Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency. Dear Strand, Craig helps protect all things that are near and dear to your heart. Cattle futures are mixed on Monday morning. So- Diana Kelly is the, well, you're no longer the executive director, right? You. Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you had stepped away and retired from that post. Nope. Well, that's good. No, I'm still there. I mean, I know you started all of this. Mm-hmm. Infants remembered in silence because of your own personal experiences. Right, right. I have a son who was still born in 1985. So... It's something that just kind of happened. It isn't like you set out to start an organization like this. It just kind of happens. Yeah. Well, it's kind of neat that you were able to take your pain and turn it into something positive. Right. Absolutely. And it helps so many people just to have somebody else who can understand and who's been there, who gets it. And all the different things that we do for families with from bereavement packets to clothing to having advocates go into the hospitals and funeral homes and work with the parents and the babies for to making keepsakes and support groups and all kinds of different events that we host throughout the year. And it's really nice for people to be able to take part in it. For some people, they don't want to come. They just need to know that it's there. For other people, they want to come and take part. And that's absolutely perfect for them to do whatever way they want to do it. Yep. And you have literally helped people all over the world. We have. We absolutely have. We get phone calls from all different parts of the country. Um, All over the United States, it's not unusual to get a phone call from Atlanta, Georgia, or Dallas, Texas, or any place else. Um, we started getting phone calls from Dubai and the Philippines and, you know, Japan, England, Australia, all over the place. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So you've got to be well-versed in the different religions too, right? Because we try to be. there are different... We try to be. Um, not everyone has the same beliefs. Right. And not everyone necessarily practices those beliefs. So just because I'm Catholic doesn't mean that I necessarily practice everything completely as a Catholic as opposed to. So we have to kind of look at that, too. So you have to kind of give people their options as to what they can do and let them go from there. They'll tell you what they want to do and what they don't want to do. Yeah, well, I know it's atheism a religion. I don't... Kind of, sort of, yeah. Those who don't seem to have a belief faith in any kind of a faith at all seem to have a little bit more difficult time. But I've also had somebody who said that they were an atheist who asked for a Catholic priest. So that kind of struck me as odd. So were they really an atheist or not? And we, we can make that happen. If they want a religious provider to come, we can make that happen. If they don't want it, that's fine too. So you did say the grease board is still there, right? Yes, yes. The Sunflower Garden. It's so awesome, folks, to see this and read some of the messages. Oh, some of the messages are pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Uh, it's The board, I think, is... Powerful. It's very powerful. It's about eight foot long. Does that sound about right? And it's been up since the very beginning. Um, There's paint markers that people can use to write on them. When it's done, the the board will come into the backyard at our office and go into the new garden that we have there as well. 
So it's pretty amazing to see what people can do and what their options are and how heartfelt the messages are that they leave for their children and for others to see as well. Is that a sunflower garden in your backyard? Nope. We have another garden that we have in the backyard, another memorial garden that um, we had a Boy Scout do his eagle project on. We've actually had three Boy Scout eagle projects at the house, and two of them were in the backyard. It's been one had to be done in order for the next one to be done. So, yeah, we have have lots of gardens. Is that open? Yeah. I mean, people can just stop by. Yeah, they can just stop by, yeah. We ask they come in through the house because we're having problems with our driveways all cracked up, so we don't want anybody falling out there. Um, so we ask them just to come to the door and just we'll guide them out there, and they can spend as much time out there as they want. Now, as I said before, our market update, we we're going to talk about a fundraiser. This weekend, you guys have a motorcycle ride. We do. We do. We have a motorcycle run out at the Fairboat Harley-Davidson. Um, Kickstands up at 10 o'clock. Registration and check-in, everything starts at 9. Um, we have T-shirts and stuff that will be available there. There's going to be Basilio's food truck is coming. Um, so it'll be a great event. Have you ever seen one of one of the motorcycle runs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. You, um, just to even feel them when they start all those bikes up and to see everybody leaving and coming back, it's pretty amazing to see. Yeah, It's pretty cool what they do. It's Yeah, it's very neat. Very neat that they're doing it. This year they're heading... East. I don't know the exact route. I know George LaRoche has left a message for me on my my machine, so I know I have to check that out. But I know they're, <laughs> I know they're going east. So, have you gone on the ride? I have not gone on the ride. I have not. Um, it's been something where somebody has to stay there to take make sure that everything keeps you know rolling on site. You know, we have a silent auction and stuff that's going on, so we have to have people there for that as well. And then when I was dealing with my concussion, I couldn't I couldn't do the motorcycles. It was not something I could. I couldn't handle the sounds. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so that was an issue. So, so the hours are? Uh, registration starts at 9 o'clock, and then they go um, kickstands up at 10. That means they leave at 10. We're usually pretty close to on time with that. Uh, and then they come back somewhere around 1 in that vicinity, just depending on how much time it takes them to get through everywhere and depending on how many people are actually participating. So that all makes a huge difference. And the food truck will be there. I think they're there till 3, I think, 2.33 in there somewhere. You have a silent Silent auction, auction and that'll be up the whole time, too. So there's a, a quilt that's um, a Harley-Davidson quilt that's really very, very pretty. We're going to post pictures of that today online and um, all kinds of different items that we have coming in on that as well. Is it as big as the... Pancake breakfast? No. <laughs> the pancake breakfast one we have usually has about 300 items on it. Right. Oh. No, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people play bingo. We might have had one of the bigger crowds we've ever had this yeah, last Yeah, for bingo February. this year, that was pretty incredible. Yep, you were calling the numbers, and yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty fun event. The motorcycle it's, run is, is huge. We have all kinds of people that come from all over the place, and it'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun. You get a, a prize for being the farthest? No, but never thought about it. They all just seem to be so content with coming and... And participating and raising funds for the organization and and being able to go out on a bike ride that's organized like that. And they have a great time. So, again, the address of that Sunflower Garden is 1389 Division Street East. Correct. If you hit gravel, back up five feet. That's where it's at. It's People get all confused when they get out there for some reason and they, they fly right by the, the entrance <laughs> of the sunflower field and it's like, just look for the little yellow sign that says that there's a parking lot back there, and then if you hit gravel, just back up. That, that's literally the easiest way to find it. 
Well, I don't know how you can miss it. Well, it's easy to miss if you're not if you don't know exactly what you're looking for. It's beautiful. It's the great big yellow tent, yellow and white tent that's sitting there, and that's huge to be able to have people see that right from the road. So this land, I take it, was donated, or the land was donated by um, Deb and Jamie Sonic, and then um, Dave Stanford was the one who did all the farming of the land. So he took care of it all last fall, did it spraying and plowed everything down, and I don't know how many times he's plowed it, but. Um, this, this spring when I went out there, I went out on like May 28th just to check to see where the whole, whole thing was in process and discovered that there were seedlings. He had already planted it, and we didn't know it. And so we have found the first pictures we have of it are the little seedlings coming out with the, sh- the shell of the seeds still on them. They're, it, they're really, really teeny tiny, but they're very, very cute. And we'd, we thought at that point that they were going to continue to grow and get to be the big sunflowers. And then became apparent very quickly because of the drought that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, even though they're supposedly heat tolerant, it says here. Yeah, they can they're handle the not heat, necessarily not the... drought tolerant. Exactly, exactly. So some of the sunflowers are blooming and they're only six inches tall. Some of them are about four feet tall and are blooming. So I would think this week is probably going to be the end of it. I think some of the flowers are starting to, starting to lose their petals and stuff now, starting to go to seed. And so that's that's something else that we didn't know that we would get to that point or not. So it's been a real learning experience about sunflowers and any kind of agriculture with a drought. I'll be darned. Still lots of butterflies, lots of dragonflies, all kinds of crickets, grasshoppers. It's really <laughs> pretty out there. Very, very pretty. Yep, sunflowers are a member of the aster family, and uh, the common sunflower is an annual. Yep. That has to be redone every year. Mm-hmm. They said some of them may come up again next year, but we don't, we don't know that for a fact. We haven't decided if we're going to be doing it again next year. We don't know anything about those, those things yet. We, we'd like to hear back from the public what they thought about it. Did they like going out to the garden? I mean, we've seen a lot of people out there, so that's been kind of nice, too, to have people come. And we've had a lot of, um, a lot of people have come from great distance. In my mind, coming from way up north is a big deal to come down to a sunflower field. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Quite a, quite a ways. Because you have a lot of sunflowers up north. Right, absolutely, absolutely. At least over, you know, I-94 away when you're heading mm-hmm. up to Fargo. Right, right. You just don't expect to see one in Faribault. <laughs> in town, inside of city limits. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's an unusual thing to see. And you can walk around the whole perimeter of the sunflower garden, and it takes about, oh, maybe 15, 20 minutes in there somewhere. Some of the ground is pretty hard and uneven, but since the rain, that's really helped a lot to kind of flatten it out a little bit more. You know, one of the neater things about your dedication last week, all ages are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking the elderly and very young. Absolutely. I saw a baby out there yesterday who is three weeks old. And so that was kind of neat to come out with with a teeny tiny baby and take pictures in the sunflowers and yeah, all ages out there. You know, that would make a good backdrop for like a senior photo or but something. We have for somebody high coming out for pictures tonight. That's a senior photo thing. I saw yesterday there was a wedding party out there. Oh, that would be cool too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's all kinds of different people, different occasions. I've seen some birthday parties out there. I've seen all kinds of different things, but because the sunflowers are not real tall, most of them are going to be right around that, that three-foot range is majority of them. It's great to have pictures of your family, especially if you have little little kids involved, because they're right at eye level with the sunflowers. So you can actually see the sunflowers without them having to look up at them. So that's kind of a neat thing. Yeah. 
again, the motorcycle run can people just show up and do they this? They can show up or they can register online. Our website's irisremembers.com. Do you have a limit? No. If we have 1,000 people show up for motorcycle run, we'll all be happy. Okay. <laughs> right. Have you had that many? No, we've had, um, usually we're right, right about 100, 110, I think is the most that we've had, which is a lot of people for a motorcycle run. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So Hospice used to do one every year. I don't know they still do it. No, I don't think they do. Because I used to go to that uh, quite often, too. You know, and you'd bid on items at the silent mm -hmm. auction. And yep. Lots of, lots of different fun things to do that people don't even think about that. We've done all kinds of different things. We've had music and stuff this year. We're not doing music. We're just sticking wrist with the run because it might, you know, we've had a lot of rain the last couple of years. But this year we're not going to have rain. It's going to be beautiful. So well, I don't know. We could use some more we rain. We could use rain, but they can hold off for those couple of hours. It would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Saturday? It's Saturday, yes. Because Saturday I'll be in Denison. There are Denison days there. And oh, I'll be okay. announcing the parade there on Sunday. Or excuse me, on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> in Denison. Denison Days on Friday and Saturday. And they There's have a lot going on this weekend. A lot of fun there. They have the pro wrestling, and then they have music and everything else. In Denison, city of 220 people. Is that all that's over there? Mm. Wow. They know how to throw a party. They do. They do, they do. And it's, it's kind of cool to see because it is a community event. All the people that come from around the area mm -hmm. to help them celebrate little Denison. In Denison days. But do you have a name for your, or you just call it? Oh, the motorcycle run? It's yeah. called Heaven's Angels Motorcycle Run. And this is the eighth one that we've done. So it's been very well attended, and we hope that people come on out. And if nothing else, even if you don't have a motorcycle, come out and you can bid on the silent auction. You can sure. get food from, from Basilio's food truck. And you can feel them when they're leaving because when motorcycles leave, and they make a lot of noise. And the other thing is that any kind of a motorcycle is welcome. It doesn't have to be a Harley. It can be anything that you have. You're welcome to join us. We've had people who have joined in that who have had um, cars and some people who had trucks. So anybody who's welcome to come out and take part. And you're heading east? You're heading east. I do not know the route, but... Does it vary each year? Yeah, they change it every year. Yep, they do. And I, I know they went out yesterday and they rode the route to make sure that there was no more road construction. And we have the sheriff's department that we work with to make sure that we're, we're clear on all the roads and stuff. And then they'll block some of the roads and stuff for us as well. So kind of go from there. And again, that is a fundraiser for infants remembered in silence. Iris, which has been around, as you said, since, well, you. 1987. You, yeah. So 36 years. Wow. I started here in 1987. Mm -hmm. Same year. On June the 1st. 1987. Boy, it's come a long way, hasn't it? It has. Things have changed just a little I'm bit. I'm sure when you started, you didn't think you'd be sitting at KDHL oh. Radio 36 years later no. talking about it. No, I was just hoping that we'd be able to help one person a year. <laughs> and we do that. <laughs> well, many more than one. Yeah, this is, this is true. Our website hit has had, I think it's like 667,000 website views. And there's been, it's been translated into like 220 different languages. So and it's in like 223 different countries. So it's amazing to see how far Iris has spread. I mean, it's sad that it's needed. Absolutely it is. You know, you hate seeing little babies die. Right. But the other side of that is, is that 
there's at least there's a place for them to get information. There's a place for them to get resources. Right. Remember the first international visit that we had on the website, and I thought it would have been England or someplace like that because that would have made sense. <laughs> right. Was South Africa, and I'm like, somebody from South Africa is interested in what's going on here in Fairville, Minnesota. To me, that just seems so really unusual. And now it's all over the country, all over the United, all over the United States, but all around the world as well. It's pretty incredible. And as we touched on earlier, probably virtually every religion. Yeah, a lot of different religions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hindu and mm-hmm. Buddha. And we've had Muslim. all kinds all kinds of different stuff. We've had um we've I've worked with people who here in town who were Vietnamese, so we were working with their religions and trying to learn different parts about their culture and why they do certain things and when you listen to what they're telling you about why they do things it it's makes amazing. Sense. It all makes sense. It totally makes sense. It has to do with their climate, it has to do with what their what their home country is like. So it's amazing to see what they do and how, how perfect it is for it. Your services, you said you have a website. We do. irisremembers.com or .org. We took them both. And we have um, 10 Facebook pages. There are, some of them are just, for example, there's one for the motorcycle run. There's one for the sunflower field. There's one that's the regular, the page that you like for Iris. It's, um, if you look under Infants Remembered in Silence, you have to search the whole thing. You'll find it. You'll find a whole bunch of them. There's a closed group that's just parents that can talk, that you have to be willing to hear what other people say in that one. That one's a little bit different. You have to be approved to get into it so that you're, we're not getting people who are just coming in there lurking and that type of thing. So, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how technology has changed and how Iris is changing with it. Yeah, just think about that. 1987, there was none of that. No, none of that. There was no cell phones. There was nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. And we didn't, back in 87, we had myself and a couple of friends that were volunteering for it. Now we have over 300 volunteers. And it goes every day of the year. Wow. And you had the turkey trot? The turkey trot, yep. We've been planning that. It takes 14 months to plan a turkey trot. So that's an amazing event. That'll have over 2,000 people at it. That's, I'm assuming, your biggest fundraiser. That's our biggest fundraiser, right. And that's on Thanksgiving Day. I know, it's amazing. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. I couldn't believe all the people the last couple of years. Yeah, it's unreal to see everybody who's out there. And you had a uh, nice day this year. Yeah, and, and it's so sort of funny to see what people wear. I should wear. say last year. We had people who, there's one guy who comes dressed in a tutu and juggles. Yeah. And it's just hilarious to watch them. And it doesn't matter how cold it is, they still go. Remember the year that you started getting phone calls and you called me and said, is it still on? And it was like 30 degrees. And I'm like, people are taking off their coats. It's beautiful out here. And it was obviously people who were not from around here because they thought 30 was cold. <laughs> we're thinking it's a heat wave. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's a long time ago. But uh, I remember you've had virtually every kind of weather for it. I remember we had an ice storm. Or mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it was hard to walk, let alone run. It was so slippery. Yep. Since that ice storm, we now have the timing company that times the 5K and the 10K. Yep. They now come to town, and we put them up at one of the motels. Um, Grand Stay has been very kind about letting them stay there, and so we make sure that we have them on site so that we don't have to worry about them not being able to get here. We've had snow. We've had ice. Oh, yeah. We've had frigid cold. The one year when Rain. I left my house, it was, I think it was 36 below. And by at race start time on people's cars, they were taking pictures of their temperature, and it was 13 below, and they still ran it. <laughs> the crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. It was very, very crazy that year. <laughs> people were coming in with their eyelashes covered with frost, and their beards and everything were completely covered with frost. And 
it was amazing. A lot of people just chose to stay in the gyms and chat, so that was fine too. Well, you know, hey, Valley Forge. Do. I mean, yeah, you know, it's part of our history. You have a day, Diana. You too. Thanks, Gordy, for having us on. You bet. I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. We'll find out together. News, sports, talk, and more. You're listening to the Mighty 920 KDHL. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.